Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, October the 29th in 2020 on Winter Rise. We're currently in year A, proper week 26, which is the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost, getting ever so closer to the brand new year and year B and all that it will have for us. But until we get there, we got to cover today. So on Thursdays, we like to look at the New Testament letter text of the week. So we're going to be back in 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13. So I'm going to read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, then we'll spend our time praying along its theme. I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a way to do so by going to our Patreon page, half of which anybody gives to the podcast goes to digging water wells, uh, clean water initiatives through Charity Water, and the other half nourishes the podcast. So the link to the Patreon is in the show notes. So if you'd like to do that, pray about it. We greatly appreciate it. So let's face our day together by allowing our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone, but we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each other as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And we also thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but actually what it is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. This is the word of God for us. One of my favorite quotations, uh, to paraphrase, is from Pablo Picasso. He said, you can honor your grandpa by wearing his hat or becoming a grandpa yourself, right? And he's, he's talking about nostalgia and how nostalgia can be something that's a bit tedious and maybe not so helpful, or nostalgia can actually lead us into great fruitfulness. And I love this passage from the Apostle Paul, and this is a window into how they conducted themselves among the life of the church. If you remember from last week, we looked at the passages right, the verses right before this, and Paul uses this imagery of a family again and again. He contrasts it with those who are peddling some sort of religion or philosophy in order to veil people's senses, to take advantage of them, to sell them snake oil. And Paul says, "This is not the ministry of the church. The ministry of the church is family business." And here he continues on by comparing the way that they devoted themselves and worked among the Thessalonians as a dad does. And don't you love how Paul says that we didn't demand payment, uh, we didn't hold it over you, but we worked in toil and hardships night and day in order not to be a burden on anyone. So we get the sense where even though they were building the church and ministering among the people of God and talking to skeptics and trying to win new converts, that they were also doing side hustles, like a lift, they're doing like lift driving and gig economy stuff. So they could pay the rent, pay for their own food. Sure, they probably received a little bit of kindness from this church, but ultimately they didn't say, hey, we'll come among you only if the price is right. No, he said, we wanted to produce, not just to take. And I think that is the fundamental shift when someone goes from a child to a parent. They go from primarily receiving help to be the one contributing and creating so they can uh, contribute and help others. Um, And I think this is necessary in the life of discipleship. It is just totally reasonable that when someone's a new Christian, 
they are primarily receiving help from everyone else. I remember those early days of the faith. I knew nothing, and I was afraid to answer in Sunday school and Bible study classes. I was uh, reluctant to pray out loud. We used to do a thing where like, we would stand in a circle and hold hands, and uh, someone would start praying, and then they, like, you could squeeze the person standing next to you when it was their turn, and you could just, if you didn't want to pray out loud because you're too nervous or whatever, like, you could squeeze the other person's hand so that it would just move on you know, through this like chain, right? And I just remember, like, <laughs> man, I am in no place of answering questions, offering observations from the Bible, or praying for anyone. I mean, partially I was just anxious. I didn't want to be kicked off the island for doing the wrong thing. Or, man, I just didn't know I was new, right? And so I was primarily in the receiving mode. But time after time, a great desire began to build within me to not just receive from the body of Christ, but to give back to the body of Christ and to build it up and to encourage and to be there early and to be there for all the services and to pray for people and to check up on them when they offer me a prayer request and to carry burdens. And whenever someone needed to teach that I would be open to be a volunteer for that. And then that led to going to a place where I could learn more and learn some fundamental principles about leading people and organizing meetings and organizing sermons and preparing to help get a group together, a team together to do ministry inside and outside the church. And so there's this natural buildup where I went from primarily receiving to then growing into this uh, this other identity of being one who just doesn't receive any longer. I do, but I also now give. And that is the natural course of all of us, not just those who are professional Christians and clergy and ministers and priests. This is something that happens to all of us. We go from receiving to then those who contribute. And in doing so, this grows the body of Christ. And so, brother and sister in the Lord, I ask you to consider where you at. Are you in the part of the faith where you are primarily receiving? And it's because you're new and because you're still working this stuff out? Hey, that's totally fine. Don't feel guilty about that. There's also part of our crowd that it's time for us not just to be receivers, but to turn around and begin to give, to volunteer, to put ourselves out there, to take risks, to be in charge of other people and their needs, and not just to be the one of the crowd, but to be pushed into the middle of the room a little bit and to take on responsibility, to be there early, and to serve behind the scenes in order to grow the body of Christ. And so I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing that God would stir up the gifts inside of us and that we would take our place in the body of Christ. If that means receive, then we receive with glad hearts, without any guilt or shame. If it is to serve, that we would serve with the strength that Jesus gives us so that the whole body of Christ is built up for deeds of service in our world around us. So let's spend our time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're a God who gives. And we thank you for the truth of the gospel, which says that the Son of Man, that Jesus, you did not come to be served, but to serve others and to give your life as a ransom for many. And so we thank you at the heart of our confession is that we uh, belong to a God who gives. And so as the people of God, we give as well. God, we think that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. God, I think that there's a great continuum, and great plot line in the faith where we enter into the faith and we're surrounded by a loving and, a, and encouraging community. They take care of us. They watch out for our needs. They teach us. They train us. They show us the way and the path of the faith. But I think that over time, we grow into this new mold, new identity where we get to now bear burdens for others and we get to serve and we get to teach and we get to direct and to show the way that we get to come alongside other Christians who are new or who are struggling in their faith, who have weak arms and feeble knees and we leave them not in a place of vulnerability, 
but we leave our own needs aside so that we could serve others. And so, God, I pray that you'd activate the whole body of Christ among us today. God, for those of us who need to receive today, God, I pray that we would receive with glad hearts, that we'd be curious, and that we'd be grateful in our hearts for what you share to uh, what you share with us today through the body of Christ. That we would receive it willingly, that we would not be cynical, that we would not be critical, but that we would embrace it as family members, that we would embrace and receive that love that our family gives us. God, for those of us who are growing into that mold of being a server, of showing up early and, and bearing the burdens of others, God, I pray that you give us your grace, because this is going to be new for some of us. It's going to be new to take risks to help the body of Christ. And so God, today, I pray that you would give us a hunger and a thirst to build others up, that we would allow them to cut line in front of us, that their needs would take priority of our own, so that in all things, in the way that we receive, in the way that we, that we give, we bear witness to Christ, was the one who gave his life for all of us. So God, pour out your Spirit upon the church, stir up the gifts inside of us, teach us your ways, and allow the body of Christ to be built up today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.